Start again, start again, begin. Start again, everyone. Open book, open world. Why are you bringing up old wounds? What is this therapy? We just hope everyone say. to our old life it's a brand new world i come to america i start fourth grade and the teachers calling out students names for attendance say florence kuya florence kuya and then everybody turns to look at me cuz the teachers looking at me why am i not raising my hand and then i in- felt very embarrassed and raised my hand and then i went home and i'm saying mama how come you never told me my name is florence <laughs> and she starts laughing she's like you didn't know i'm like no nobody call me florence in bangladesh just a love Welcome to Caterpillar Goo. This is Flora. And this is Rod. I finally did my story. Landing in America. Did you have fun? I did. Did you know I'm an immigrant? <laughs> I did know that. I've heard that. I think we've talked about that before. I was an legal alien when I came to this country. Wait, legal or illegal? Legal. I had a green card. Wow. Mhm. So What was that like? You were how old were you? I was almost 9. Almost 9. Like a month away from turning 9. That must have been serious culture shock. It was. Yes, especially I've never seen so many white people in my life. <laughs> it, it was it was a culture shock in that way and also not hearing Bangla being spoken you know on every day and and TV. Oh my god. Making out everywhere. That is not something I grew up with. That was strange. Do you still speak Bangla? I do, but not as much. So I feel like I understand more than I can speak it. Well, give us give us a, a taste. What's Bangla sound like? Amar naam Flora, tomar naam Rod. Ami tomake bhalobashi. Oh wait, I'm I'm in. I have to think about it. You failed. You're fired. Ami tamaki balabashi. Yay! There you go. I can never remember anything unless I've seen it written. And the funny thing is, we have different written characters. So when we actually spell it out for you non-Bengali folks, we use uh, phonetic, I guess. Phonetically, we try to spell it out and use ABCs so you guys will understand and say it. Does it go left to right like English? Yes, it does actually go left to right. There's something weird about it though. Well, not weird, but different than Are English. you calling me weird because you're white <laughs> and I am brown? I think that's racist. That is racist. Did you hear me like back off of it as soon as I said it? Something weird about no, not 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 weird. <laughs> I'm 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 a, I'm a white man, but I try to be sensitive. 
I just sometimes am not sensitive until it's already come out of my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll forgive you this time. But it like comes, it like hangs down under the line instead of standing up on top of the line when you write it or something like that. Yes, right? some letters are under a line. Yes, I don't. I don't think all, or maybe all. You know, I only completed second grade. Well, demonstrate some writing for us. Let's see what it looks like. How am I going to demonstrate on a podcast? <laughs> <laughs> so you didn't speak any English when you came here when you were almost nine. I knew how to say no and yes, and maybe snow. I don't remember very, very little words. So you walked out of the airport and said, no snow, yes? <laughs> <laughs> yes, how did you know? Well, see, I've listened ahead to the story already, so. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, if you think back now, what do you miss most about Bangladesh? The cousins, playing with cousins. You just don't have that here. I had tons of cousins because my mom had nine brothers and sisters and they all had two to seven kids. Um, so just either every day or at least every Sunday after church, we would all gather at my grandparents' house and have food and play together and all age, different age ranges. So that was cool. I learned from the big ones, the little ones. I treated them like dolls. So it was good. I guess the other thing I would miss probably the food and how my aunties would um, mix the food with their hand. Because over there we don't use utensils, we eat with our hands. So the way they would mix their food with the hand and feed it to us, we call it lokma. So each of my aunties, the way they would uh, mix the food had a different taste as if their essence or their love is mixed in with the food. So I remember Lucy Auntie's look ones were the best. So all of us would be like, Lucy Auntie, no, feed me, feed me. Yeah, so that. And my aunties and uncles, I miss them. How come you never picked up the cooking bug? Because I have other strengths. <laughs> That's true, you do have other strengths. Here is an immigrant story from Flora Folgar talking about landing in America. Enjoy. Mazari Kesipi Jabiru Helela Ikdin Ai To Almano Kimurijai Hui Kuchipuli Pilai. It's nineteen eighty two. I am in my country, Bangladesh. The only place I've ever known at that point in my life. I was six. It was a hot and humid day like most days there. I sat on the bed under a canopy of moshari, which is a mosquito net. I just stared at my mother standing in front of the mirror, brushing her knee-long jet black hair, standing just a few inches away from me, not safely tucked away from the mosquitoes like I was. And the only thing I could say only hours before she leaves me for what I thought would be for a hundred years. My last words were, Mama, will I recognize you when I see you? Your hair will be all gray. I don't remember her response, just the silent drive to the Dhaka, Bangladesh airport.
Fast forward to 1985, nine-year-old me with two cute pigtails on the sides of my head landed in America for the first time, Newark Airport, New Jersey. I made sure my aunties didn't get a chance to shave off my head for the upteen time before I left for this magical land called America. I wanted to have enough hair for this adorable pigtails. Okay, so I actually wanted braids like my aunties, but I lowered my expectations a bit. I landed in America with my dadu, my mother's father, holding my hand on one side and holding my little brother's hand on the other side. I don't remember who was carrying our luggage. It's funny how memory works. So many of the things I say today may not be 100% accurate. Nevertheless, it's what I remember of my first day in a whole new world. I was expecting America to be covered by a soft, fluffy, cloud-like blanket of snow. Because where I come from, we only know pieces of ice chunks falling from the sky, you know, hail, and monsoons and hurricanes and months with no electricity. But no snow. Snow sounded so mystical, so fun. Never mind that day I landed in America was in April. I had no idea about seasons. And never mind that I had on a cute little spring dress that my mother sent over from America. I had no idea it needed to be cold to snow. My aunties made sure not to dress us in a shalwar kameez or anything Bangladeshi. So we would fit in with what we perceived Americans to look like. But I don't think they knew about waist-high jeans and shoulder pads. Remember, it's 1985. So my first impression of America was sadly disappointing. No snow. Three years prior to this moment, my parents divorced and they both moved to different countries. My mother left us for this magical land of snow while my younger brother and I were being taken care of by our maternal grandfather and my mother's three sisters. By the time my mother found her next husband in America, who would eventually get us to America as legal aliens, I have grown a few inches, but I didn't know a word of English except for yes, no, and snow. So let's go back to April 1985 at Newark Airport, New Jersey, as I stood there taking in the massive crowd of not brown people, but white people with yellow hair and not wearing saris, but dresses and pants. I started to feel shy and nervous. I started looking at the shiny airport floor, which was nothing like the dirt roads I remembered from back home.
One thing I really liked was the toilet. I could sit down like a royal highness and do my private business. No more squatting on top of a hole. Yay! But wait, where's the jug full of water so I can wash my bottom? I sure didn't feel clean after using the rough small pieces of square papers. And I had no idea how many of those squares I was supposed to tear off. So first, I tried one. I might as well have just used my finger. So I tried two. Yeah, that just got stuck you know where. I thought, what the hell, this is America. I'm sure it won't be a problem if I just tear off 20 or so squares. Ah, that was much better. But still, not as good as my water jug and a bar of soap back home. And another memorable thing that I will never forget from landing in America or coming to America was the moment I discovered kissing with tongue. So I think it took about two days to get to America. There was a stopover at London. I'm sure we saw lots of movies during our flights. But only this scene is etched into my memory forever. A white lady with short puffy hair. Back home, most ladies have long, long hair. So this lady and this white man with blue eyes were laughing and holding hands and kissing each other on the cheeks when suddenly the man's tongue enters the woman's mouth. I suddenly felt very curious and embarrassed all at the same time. After all, I was sitting next to my grandfather and no one talks about sex or shows affection in public back where I come from. Certainly no Indian movies have ever shown as much as a peck on the cheek back in those days. Thank God my grandfather ignored it like nothing unusual just happened. And of course, the most important moment of all, reuniting with my mother after three years of being apart. I was around six when she left. I remember not really understanding why she was leaving and if I was ever going to see her again. Back in the days, especially in my country, no one had a one-on-one heartfelt conversation about life with kids. We just went with the flow and just had to accept whatever came our way. So after my wise last words to her, will I recognize you when I see you, your hair will be all gray. Someone drove us to the airport and I just sat in silence, no tears, no words, just acceptance for something I had no control over. So back to 1985 at the airport in New Jersey, I see my mother approaching us with a 
big smile in a sari with long, long hair. I think my five-year-old brother and I were in shock and didn't know what to do. We just stood there next to my grandfather. Then we saw our mother, still a few feet away, go down to her knees and extend her arms out, beckoning us to her. With a little nudge from my grandfather, we shyly walked into her embrace. She was just as I remembered her. Time didn't change her much. She was still my mama. Our friend Flora telling a story about landing in America. I love that story. I can just picture that little girl in the airport being so <gasps> shocked by white people making out. It's so cute. And it's emotional too. I like how the editing, uh, the changes that you made, like from the first version. How come you changed it? I changed it because I went to a testify workshop. Because I eventually want to take the story on the stage and I want to tell it live um, during a storytelling event. And the person there, Paul, he told me that it'll probably be better if I integrate the beginning at the end, like with my mother. Because I didn't start off with the story uh, starting with my mother. I started a different way. So that was the only change, the, the way I started it. What did you think? Did you think it made it more... Emotional? It did. It made it more of an emotional impact. I took I took my son the other day to a live storytelling event, and uh, it was fun going to one with him, but when we were leaving, I was talking about the kinds of stories that I like, and I said that I like the ones that make me laugh and make me cry in the same story. I think your story did that. It's a good story. You didn't cry. I cried on the inside. You told me you laughed. I did, but... I'm just saying. <sighs> I'm saying it's more emotional now. That's what I'm saying. There's a um, there's a more emotional punch to it the way it is now. Like when you get back together with your mom at the end. No. Yes. 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 Flora Folgar, everybody. <laughs> Yay. Anything else? If you like our show, make sure you write a review. Yes. If you like the show, please rate it and review it on Apple Podcasts. It helps get the show in front of more people. See you next time. See ya.